we would have. Do you yeah. already start the interview? Yeah. We are. Right. So we started without you. Oh, good. Yeah. Good. So you <laughs> you're, just don't let him know what I said when he was not here. But I won't. We'll just, okay. Yeah, it's between me and you. You ready, Jade? J-Dub? Uh, <laughs> is he ready? <laughs> Jay, you ready? Yeah. Okay. Are we recording? And I can drink anytime. <sighs> yeah. Like I can, Hold I can. on one sec. Sure. Let me make sure. Blah, blah, blah. Yep. Okay. <sighs> Let's do it. The words have gotten on the story. Welcome back, English-speaking people and some of those who can read lips. Uh, we are Brenton Payne, and I am J.W. Wilson. This is our little baby called Fortitude. Thanks for saying that to you or me. Well, I, I, pointed, nice. I pointed to you, then I said me. Um, <laughs> our special guest today is the head coach of TCU Volleyball, Jill Kramer. Jill, I want you to know we, we had a pre-recording argument, which is pretty typical for our shows. It gets pretty volatile, but it's all because we love each other so much. But um, we always figure it out right before the show starts and things just go smoothly. So welcome is for that, being here. Is that the way Thank JW you. apologized? I think that was... Did you hear an yes. apology that in an there, apo- For what? What am I apologizing for, though? That's just the, being, uh, being... I was JW. lost. He was talking about argument and I never <laughs> oh, heard what it was about. Okay, good. So well, just pretend you never heard having a hard time following. <laughs> it's a great um, way to start this off. In case, before we get to, you, to talking to you, in case you're wondering why there's a jar of jelly beans in front of you on the desk, uh-huh. um, I think we've had a couple of people text me and said, why do you have jelly beans on the desk? I was like, well... There's a story here, and I, I have to share the secret because it's really funny. Okay. Uh, our audio video guy's a guy named Jay Fitzgerald. I think you know Jay. I do know Jay. He's sitting over here to our left. Well, my friend Britton Payne here decided to play the the bean boozled trick where you put jelly beans in a bowl and you mix in some bean boozled. For those of you who aren't familiar with bean boozled, they give you regular tasting jelly beans and they give you some that taste like, let's see, I had some notes. Skunk. Uh, skunk's one of them. Old um, bandage. Old bandage. Dirty dishwater. Um, dead fish, maybe? Yeah, yeah. Well, we did this with these jelly beans, and our esteemed colleague, uh, Jay Fitzgerald, uh, I guess he's a jelly bean aficionado, he, he's been eating these all week. You can see the dish is a little lower. It was full. But we have not heard hiding or hair from Jay whether they were good or bad. He just eating them. He's enjoying them <laughs> yeah. the whole time. Yeah. So, Jay, we wanted you to know this secret because apparently you've been eating some lot of Dead fish, dirty skunk, <laughs> band-aid, jelly beans. When you're six, seven, what does taste really matter? We had... Oh, yes. I guess you mix them all together. Yeah, yeah. They taste like something oh, decent. Yeah. So anyway, that out of the way, I, I spilled our secret. I'm sorry, but it's actually a funny little thing we wanted to share. So. Would you like a jelly bean, Jill? Yeah. No, I'm good. Okay. Enjoy a jelly bean. I'm good. Well, welcome to the show, Jill Kramer. Thank, Thank you. you for joining us. Um, we have a lot to talk about today. Right, off the, right out of the gate, we I know you from school. Right. We, we were at the school at the same time. Mm-hmm. You were the first... Um, scholarship player in the history of TCU volleyball. Mm-hmm. Oh, tell, wow. Tell, yeah, this is a cool story. Tell us how, when you got to school and you were a fantastic player, I remember watching you several times, and, but what led to that decision and how did that go in your life? Yeah, I, I actually hadn't heard much of TCU at all because they did not have a volleyball team before that, right? So it was the first first team ever. And, and if you're going at, recruiting, you're doing all these these things you're not paying attention to a school that doesn't have your sport. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So I knew nothing about it. My parents are, were Aggies. Right. And so, um, every place I was looking was out of state and mm-hmm. back then. And you grew um, up in San Antonio, grew right? Grew up in San Antonio yeah. back then, late nineties, you didn't make a decision until like your senior year. That just didn't happen. Right. And so at least, in, high school? at least in volleyball, essential, LeVar, essential. home of, uh, also LaVarville. Oh, nice. Yeah. Lavar, good yeah, guy. Yeah. Good guy. Um, 
so anyway, I, all my, all my options were out of state. And as it got closer to time to make a decision, I decided I want to stay in state and, um, I wanted to play, Yeah, you know, and, and then being an option, I just, there were two all Americans that were going to play in front of me that I was going to need to catch up to. And I, I, you know, you want to compete, but like, I knew I wanted to play. I knew I needed to play to be like really happy. And so, um, yeah, it became TCU. Was the select thing full blown at that time? Were you playing on a select team? Yeah. Yeah, I I was. And, uh, it was just much smaller. Yeah. Like you were only playing if you were going to go play in college. Yeah. This is expensive. It costs so much money. Right. And so your parents were, I mean, honestly, your parents were looking at it as an investment Mm -hmm. for your, your college tuition. Had you come up here and seen Fort Worth or been in the Metroplex playing tournaments and stuff like that? Not so much Fort Worth, but Dallas, Dallas, Arlington. There was a lot like Arlington Martin was really good at the time. Mm -hmm. Um, and so we did, we, we were up here a lot and it was, it was a time where like each club had probably one team per age group and that was it. Yeah. And you were playing every other weekend pretty much. And you were playing this, the same girls every weekend and literally on our weekends off, we would like, I would come, I would go to Austin or I'd go to Houston or I'd go to Dallas and I'd hang out with those same people that I was playing against. Yeah. That's how small the community was. So always, always on the road though. Never, never in one place at one time. No, no. Yeah. Every weekend it was something different. So how do they recruit? They say, Hey, we're starting up a volleyball team. You want to come on? Like, I mean, yeah. Yeah. They came and watched me play some high school matches and, um, cause that was still important then, especially when you're making a decision as a senior. Mm -hmm. Um, and I didn't, I, the signing date that I went with was in, uh, I think the either end of January, beginning of February. I mean, I made a decision like two or three days before that. Who was your coach? Sandy Trout. Sandy Trout. Yeah. Did they have other players that were appealing to you too? Like she, that you yeah, knew I, from kind of the, I, that they said that they, we yeah. got this person, this person, you could be part well, of it. Well, absolutely. And it goes back to hanging out with those other girls, right? Yeah. It was, yeah. it was actually a, a bunch of people we were playing with and against every weekend who became my teammates. And right. you could kind of envision the success of it. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And so you join this, this program, you guys get off on a pretty decent start at first. I mean, nah. it was, it was, a, it was rough, but you guys <laughs> yeah. are, you guys are building the foundation of something. Yeah, that absolutely. I, was, I was trying to be gentle. There, no, but, you don't need to be gentle. Okay. <laughs> but, I like keeping it real. You, 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 you were excelling. I, we all who, who knew you thought you were excelling. Yeah. You ended up holding the record for kills, uh, yeah. percent kills, kills per set and total attack. Um, yeah. That that stood for a while, and in fact, most of them are still in effect today. So, a lot of them. you obviously are doing something decent. Definitions, there. Yep. please. We're going to get to that here in a little <laughs> bit. So, you you end up earning your BA in marketing in two thousand, mm-hmm. same year I graduated. Brenton was probably about twenty years past college at that point. Yeah. Um, one thing I saw on your bio, uh, this might be before after. Uh, what's USA Cap Level One and Two certifications? Can you uh, explain that to us? Yeah, there are courses that you take. Um, to coach with USA Volleyball. Okay. So, um, and for instance, in 2011, I was an assistant for the women's junior national team or yeah, women's junior under 20 team. Gotcha. And um, played in the, well, they played in the world championships and coached them there. Actually, my current assistant, Haley Eckerman, played on that team. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's how my relationship started with her. So. So let's see, you graduate and you go on to start at is it UTSA your first your first gig? I was a grad assistant at Incarnate Word for a short okay. stint. Incarnate Word mm-hmm. and started my um, started my MBA. Okay, I got married during that time um, to a Dutchman. 
Mm-hmm. All right. And so um, he we, was. We call him Willem. <laughs> Willem. Yeah, yeah. And so he was going through a whole um, visa process and couldn't work for a year. Was he at school there? Is that how y'all met? No, he was scandalous. He's a little older than me. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> <laughs> so anyway. Um, yeah. So I, I really, we were living on my GA stipend. Oh, wow. That's tight. Yep. Time, that's tight. Yeah. And my part-time Starbucks that's job. Not, that's not an ill. So that we had insurance. Barista as I was well. a barista. Wow. Uh, I could work part-time and get benefits for us. Mm-hmm. Right. And so, um, I didn't complete my MBA because a full-time assistant position came open at UTSA for a whopping $18,000 yeah. a year, wow. which at the end of that, at, like at the end of my first year, they come back and tell me like, Hey, we got to give you $6,000 more because, um, this is a, like a full-time, uh, benefits position and, and we, we're not paying you minimum wage to meet that right now. <laughs> That's good to hear. But I was just having so much mm-hmm. fun. Oh, for sure. Um, I didn't, I didn't mm-hmm. care. Were you, you like, know? we can so, go and visit your family now in Europe because we have this money? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we're we're going to live high on the hog now. How did we meet Mr. Willem, by the way? Uh, yeah. It, Is that a story you want to share? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course. I mean, you know, he's a, he's a, physio, a physical therapist, but mm-hmm. in, trained in the Netherlands. Right. And so he was looking for a job in uh, in the States and he didn't want to just treat soccer players. He wanted to come to the U S and treat all kinds of athletes. And yeah. so, um, TCU like gave him a crack at some things as he was, I mean, things were different 25 years ago. Right. Yeah. And I, I never had sh- shoulder surgery or anything, but, um, he treated my shoulder he fixed it. And so I married him. Yeah. Wow. He must've been really good Healing at fixing it. <laughs> it's the most common injury in volleyball shoulders. Uh, ankle probably I'd say ankle, knee, shoulder. Yeah. yeah ankle, knee, shoulder. Mm-hmm. UTSA is happening. You're an assistant there. You're learning, mm-hmm. you're learning the business of coaching after incarnate word. Yeah. Then, uh, Alabama comes calling. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. How did, how did that conversation and how that transition happen? Uh, well, I was, when I was UTSA, I was also coaching club. That's Alamo you, Volleyball Club, correct? Alamo Volleyball Club. Right. So I directed that as well. And you kind of had to do both because we didn't have a recruiting budget at mm-hmm. UTSA at a mid-major. You didn't then. So you coach, you coached both. And my, my club team was really good. Mm-hmm. And um, not, I mean, not because I was their coach because they had been since they were 12, 13. And I had them when they were 17 yeah. and they just meddled every year. They're amazing and so I connected with all these other coaches and you're coaching them and, you know, mm-hmm. like, so, um, uh, the coach at Alabama, Judy Green was recruiting some of our players and we connected and that's how that happened. Very nice. Yeah. Uh, your time there was short. It was, uh, what, one year? Yeah. Two, two seasons, two seasons I think. But you made the NCAA tournament, mm-hmm. um, one of those years. Both times. Both times. Mm-hmm. So that was a first for that program, right? Mm-hmm. So no, well, uh, no, we just kept it going. They made it the first time the year before. My bio's falling apart in it's front okay. of me. It's okay. From there, uh, you get recruited to go coach at, at Virginia, mm-hmm. which you stayed for another year. How mm-hmm. did how did that transition happen? Uh, that the head the the coach that got the UVA jobs, his name's Lee Mays, and he was an associate uh, assistant head coach. I think they called it uh, at Nebraska, okay. and they had done really well. I think they won a national championship there, and he got hired at UVA. Well, I had coached with Lee for a few years on these USA programs mm-hmm. like high performance programs. And so you're coaching high school aged kids in the summer. It's outside um, of the season. Outside yeah, of the collegiate outside, season. And, and it's, it's the, the hopefuls for the, the youth junior national teams. So we took a team to Europe together and we, we've, we really did coach for like two or three years together. So, yeah. um, went to UVA with him and that was fun. Uh, 
like helping build a program, right? I think I was there two and a half years, three seasons, I yeah. think. Did you recruit? Would you? T- yeah, you take I was the recruiting coordinator. And at, you would take kids who played with you in the summers? That was like the we, gold mine. We, we would thing? try. I mean, that was a way to recruit. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um, from Virginia, then it gets real. You are, mm-hmm. you are, you are hired, recruited, hired at West Virginia mm-hmm. to be their head volleyball coach. Right. So now you're leading the program. You had some good successes there. I'd say great in some respects, but mm-hmm. now you're running a program and you're, you're obviously around the world, around the world, down the country, finding these, these kids right. and back to Britain's earlier point, recruiting. What are, what are kids, girls at this point, what are they, what do they want in a coach, a program at that point? And maybe we'll talk about more later on, but when you're recruiting these girls, what right. are they, what are they after besides just, is it just wins? Is it yeah. you, the coach? Is yeah. it the program? Yeah. Well, how's it different from other sports that we might know of here? Well, I, I think it depends on the, on the program and being able to like sell what you've got, you know, mm-hmm. have a vision for, for what you're working with at your given institution Yeah. and finding, finding the young women that are going to fit that. Mm-hmm. Right. And so at, at West Virginia, like I just felt like it was like this little, when I went to go, go see it, I just felt like it was like this little, um, untapped, uh, had this untapped potential. Like they had the same coach for 35 years. Right. So, um, and I knew that the athletic director had just gotten hired. His name's Oliver Luck. And, um, we had recruited his daughter, Mary Ellen, when I was at UVA. So I got to know the Luck family really well. Um, and I actually took that job the day before the season started on August 9th which was very interesting. So, so um, like my partner, you were prepared to start the, start the, uh, the process, right? I like to take a risks. little bit of luck in there. Yeah, huh? a little bit of luck. I, I, I can't get off the luck term yeah. and the little coal time, little coal town, you know, yeah. little gold mine that you got going the mining yeah. town. Well, Morgantown has a lot of character, yeah. you know, and, and it's, um, it was a lot of fun. It was a place where you could really, I, I had learned as a player, Um, And even when I went to, when I chose to go to Virginia, I had other programs that I could have gone to as an assistant that were like established perennial powers. Mm -hmm. And that's not really, I like to, to build and to uh, help people see their untapped potential. And um, anyway, there were some things that there's some things at WVU that like your, your academic profile is, I mean, it is what it is and you can get a lot of athletes in there. Yeah. Um, that you can't get it at a school with maybe a, um, harder admission standards. Right. right. So like, um, foreign student athletes, they didn't have to take the TOEFL. Like they, there's, there's different things that could happen mm-hmm. there that are going to be pretty helpful. Um, they had a lot of general studies programs where you're not really getting a major, you can do all kinds of different things. So yeah. it really is, um, you could, it, again, it's finding your niche within a, how much are you coming back in. here mm-hmm. to recruit up there? Right? How much are you using kind of your roots and where you grew up and the relationships you had mm-hmm. in the state of Texas to, to bring athletes up to oh, that? A lot. There yeah. were a lot. Yeah. There, yeah. We had a lot of kids from Texas and especially once we joined the big 12. Yeah. Um, we, we did recruit a lot of Texas though, when we were in the, the first two years we were in the big East. And so there was a lot of that, but like, especially when we joined the big 12, I mean, we, yeah. Yeah. Where are the hotbeds in in volleyball recruiting? Texas, California, where yeah. else? Florida. Yeah. The, yes. The and and Midwest. Midwest. You know, the Midwest is really good. You mm-hmm. know, Chicago, Ohio, Wisconsin, all that area, Minnesota. Nice. Big. You know, Big Ten volleyball is really good. In, what's the number in, one quality you look for in a recruit? Like, what's the the one thing that you're like? You talk about untapped potential. Do, mm-hmm. Could you say and you say, you know what? That's I want that one because of this. Ooh. 
Well, so, some of it, talent, right? Yeah, but, some of it's also about um, the position that they're playing. You know what their what their skill set needs to be. Mm-hmm. Um, I think having a, a really competitive mindset and what I'm what I'm seeing more and more of is um, making certain. Uh, if we're if we're if we're taking athletic ability out of it, right? Because that's just you, right. You got to have that. You, they right? wouldn't like, be in front of you if they didn't have it. Yeah, but but their commitment to learn and grow daily. The the difference between young women that come into a program with a with a really fixed mindset on like I'm good or I'm bad or they're good or or you know yeah. they're bad. Um, they have they have a really hard time when you get to college, just because you like regardless of what happened the day before. Um, you need to come to the gym and, and be around your teammates in a way every day that you're willing to get better and make changes. Right. And if you don't have that, like when you're recruiting, you're literally recruiting someone's potential. Yeah. And, yeah. and if, and if, and you were talking about parents a lot earlier and stuff, if, if, mm-hmm. if they're also around parents who are going to help them stay in that like fixed mindset, it's tough. And especially when you're, when you're in the Metroplex and if you're recruiting the Metroplex, yeah, you know, cause they're around their parents a lot oh, yeah. in West Virginia. We were on this little Island, you know, sure. like you're away from everybody mm-hmm. and you can really kind of like mold them. But now here, what I've noticed is different. And I, I actually, I really love it is, um, it's a, it's a bigger family. Like your team is a bigger family just because everyone is so much more involved because mm-hmm. everybody that, can be here all the time. And that's a really cool thing helpful in some places, but not so helpful in others. Right. No, I think when you do it right, it's really, really helpful all the time. Yeah. Like if, if, because here's the thing, like part of, part of the beauty of recruiting this area is you get to play in front of your family Yeah. all the time, Yeah. all the time, not once a year or twice a year, like all the time you get to be a, like a hometown hero, Yeah. you know, and especially with all this NIL stuff that is huge. Right. So I think I think that's a beauty and that's a blessing, yeah. you know, like it, and you just, you got to do it right. Did you find that you played better in front of your family growing up? I, I honestly don't even remember, but I do think that it is a, it is a huge stressor that you're taking off someone to, to be able to, you know, be able to go home on Sunday every once in a while to have, have dinner. Or if you need to, if you want to go home to do your laundry, yeah, not have your mom do it, of course, but if you want to go home to do your, your own laundry yeah. or something, there's just this added stress when you go off to college and you've got to go through being homesick for the first time. And you've got, you know, like you've got to miss out on something that happens. That's, that's really great with your family or not so great with your family. Mm-hmm. And you can't just, mm-hmm. you know, even if it's Austin or San Antonio or Houston, not just, you know, drive down Either. there, yeah, you know, for a little stint. So yeah. I don't know. I, I think it's, I think it's a huge, a huge advantage to yeah. be able to recruit this state because of that. Yeah. Jill. So you have success at WVU mm-hmm. uh, and the story I'm going to butcher it cause I've heard it a bunch of times, but it's a good one. Okay. You know the story well, but you get a call from a guy by the name of Crystal Conti, mm-hmm. TCU athletic director. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that's how it originated, but he ends up offering you the job at TCU mm-hmm. in our, at the initial meeting, something happens there involving some, some alcohol. Do you recall this story? <laughs> I love this story and I'm hoping you'll tell it in the, in the correct version. Yeah. Is, that, is this a fair request? I can do that. I yeah. don't mind. Um, he's no longer here as you know, and we can talk about, about him. I don't know what's happened to yes. the moonshine. I right. don't know okay. where it went. He told me we would drink it one day, but we never did. Um, so, uh, I think culture is important. I think when you're in a space and that's why I loved about being in, in Tuscaloosa and in Charlottesville and in Morgantown, which like Charlottesville 
is very different from both Tuscaloosa and yeah. Morgantown. Yeah. Like it's night and day. Yeah. Um, but I think like, you know, really living into the culture and each one of those environments is really important. And I, I actually really just adored the culture at West Virginia. I really did. Mm -hmm. And, and the people there, uh, you know, they're, they're great. And they're all related, um, right? Yeah. No, they're not. Um, what? But those, you know, like Bob Huggins, I love that guy. Dale Wolfley, I don't know if y'all see him doing stuff. Uh, Owen Schmidt, like all those guys, they're they're just awesome, right? And yeah. so, uh, anyway, yeah, it went down. They, they um, did interviews at the Final Four um, that year. Actually, I think Haley Eckerman, again, my the assistant that I have right now, Haley Eckerman, was actually playing that night um, in the Final Four, uh, but. Um, this was supposed to be like, uh, I don't know. It's one of those like churn and burn for them. Like they're bringing somebody in every 30 minutes or hour. And we end up, we end up talking for like three hours. I mean, we were there for a long, long time and it was close to Christmas. And mm -hmm. so I had brought just a, a bottle of, uh, moonshine as a Christmas gift. Jar or bottle? A bottle. Okay. Apple pie, I think. Yes. It was apple or peach. But um, yeah, so at the end of it, I just put it on the table and I said, Merry Christmas, y'all. <laughs> yeah. Done. Just living into the culture. Done deal. Just living into the culture. Greatness. Indeed. So, And I was in a good space. I was really happy at West Virginia. I don't think I would have left for anywhere but here. At the, the, time, the, really. money, the money was just too great. I get it. Yeah, get it, so. for sure. Well done. <laughs> so you become the third head coach in the history of the program. Mm -hmm. Um. You're off and running, right? So now you're recruiting in a place you obviously know well and you've spent time playing. Yeah. That's got to feel fantastic. What What is your your initial experience coaching here? Is that is it overwhelming? How, how are we doing with that? It has its times, right? Like it, it I think, um, I, I mean, Jamie and David could probably say the same. You know, there's a handful of assistants on the, on the football staff, right? Yeah. It, it um, you have this, uh, feeling of, of responsibility that is so great, you know? And, and I, th I think managing that is because a season ebbs and flows, right. Yeah. And, and, yeah. and you want to keep your eyes going in the right direction all the time. Um, and it does like you're human. It doesn't always happen. Right. And so, but you, d I think you do have a, an affinity for, for the program in a totally different way mm -hmm. for sure. But I, I do absolutely I like what you said it. about kind of, you know, talking about the players and coming in new mm -hmm. day each day. Mm -hmm. So do you do that the same? I mean, I think that that's probably one of the most important things in your line of work and then teaching Absolutely. that to those kids too. Yeah. I, I think you're like a dealer in hope, you know, pretty much. Oh, very good. I have uh, uh, a big, it, it's on my mantle in my home is lit up all the time. Just as hope, because I think that that is the biggest, the biggest thing that you're doing as a coach. Right. Yeah. And yeah. And just humanity in general, just as a fellow human. Right. And so, um, I think helping young women see their full potential, like I talked about earlier. Mm -hmm. And, um, I, I think volleyball is a vehicle a little bit for me of, uh, it, it is undoubtedly more about, uh, every one of these young women leaving TCU in a way where they feel like they can go out and conquer the world and whatever, whatever they want to do. Yeah. Um, so, um, and that's very important to me. Like if, if, if we're recruiting someone and they're not passionate about something, uh, academically, or if they are, 
if they are so passionate about volleyball that like they're going to be a coach. You know what I mean? That's one thing. You can be really passionate about your sport and it's going to take you to coaching. Yeah. Um, But if they don't have that, they have got to be passionate about something outside of sport. And, and as a, as a volleyball staff, our, our goal is to help them um, leave with whatever degree they want to be leaving with. Yeah. Uh, That is really important because, you know, there's more and more professional opportunities being provided every day for volleyball, literally. Um, But right now, that, you know, really they have to go overseas to go play. And so they, they need to have the degree to anybody needs to right to fall back on because yeah. of injury or whatever. But, um, they, so that's really important. And, and sometimes, sometimes it's not the best. Some, sometimes the Avenue they choose to go academically is, isn't absolutely the best thing for your team. Right. Sometimes it's not, sometimes they have to miss a, a, an hour of practice or a day of practice a week or, but, it's our jobs as staff to work through that and bring them in at a different time of day and punish figure it out. Them, punish them accordingly. I get it. I get it. <laughs> yeah. well, I'm glad you brought up education, Jill, because one thing you're known for is mm-hmm. your girls, generally speaking, all get their degrees, respective degrees, and they're solid in the classroom. Absolutely. Very admirable job in that regard. That's yeah. one thing I've liked about you since, yeah. since you got started coaching. Mm-hmm. You're very good about getting your girls to go to school, go to class and, mm-hmm. and get their respective degrees. Like I said, yeah. that's awesome. Congrats on that. Thanks. Now back to TCU real quick, uh-huh. right out of the gate, you get here in 2015. Mm-hmm. Uh, you go to the NCAA, uh, you, your first birth, mm-hmm. the, sec- the second in school history. You do this in a pretty awesome fashion. You swept number two UTA. Uh, it's your first school's f- top, first win over a top five program. Mm-hmm. You remember all this? Yeah. yeah. Cause it's been a, it's been a few years. Yeah. But it's been yes, a few years. Yes. <laughs> then next year you, you get the second birth. You beat Wichita state in the first round. That was your 100 for your 100th win. Mm-hmm. If you recall that, that was an exciting moment around Fort Worth when that happened. Yeah, yeah. Your, your strength of schedule that year in 2016 was number one. Your RP, is, it, is it called RPI in, in volleyball? Strength of schedule so for the RPI, you had yeah. the hardest strength of schedule in the entire country, which mm-hmm. is incredible. And you still take it to the NCAA tournament mm-hmm. where you beat Wichita State. Mm-hmm. End up into the end of the year, you're ranked 21st in the country. Mm-hmm. The very next year, you're your third straight NIVC berth. Mm-hmm. So you're three in a row. You're just mm-hmm. you're just going crazy. Is, are things piling on, like recruiting getting harder? Your world's obviously blossoming well there yeah. at that point. Yeah. You, you have the, you have some, you, you, whatever you're doing is working. Mm-hmm. What, what would you say to us that, um, do you have like secrets? Why are you so successful in this regard? Uh, well there, I mean, there were a lot of people that did some pretty hard work before I got here. Right. Like I think the, the previous staff did a good job with, we had, um, a lot of rising juniors and seniors, and I think they just needed a, a little nudge, you know, a different Mm -hmm. nudge. And, uh, like the work that they did the previous two years, you know, that's, it's a big part of it. Um, I think getting their heads in the right direction, we brought in a couple transfers that were significant at that point in time. Um, some of them could play immediately. Some of them couldn't. Um, because of transfer rules, the setter came with me from West Virginia, mm-hmm. who's very, very good. And our her scout side was amazing my first year here because we had like a like a couple kids that can play. So, mm-hmm. um, and then they got to they got to be a part of everything, and they could tack it on in uh, sixteen. So seventeen, we we lost. Uh, gosh, eight nine kids because uh, to graduation. So then you're in this rebuilding and a mix of transfers and, and, uh, players who hadn't seen any playing time in the, in the previous years. And kind of what I, what I learned from that 
because then, you know, in the next couple of years, those, those, those young women become juniors and seniors and, and need to play significant roles for us. And, mm-hmm. um, I hadn't had a time where there were a lot of freshmen who weren't playing and I don't, I didn't feel like we did a good enough job as a staff developing them mm-hmm. and, and more importantly, continuing to build our relationship and our, and their confidence, um, because they, they weren't playing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so, um, I've changed some things looking, you know, just trying to evaluate that. We changed some things to where, um, if someone's not playing as much their freshman year, I spend, I, I make, make it a point to spend a lot of time with them outside of the court. So maybe I'm meeting with them and watching video or I'm, I'm, I'm their, I'm their point person for academics so that they know that, you know, I'm, I'm paying attention to them. Right, right. They might not be on the court, but I'm paying attention to them. Yeah. So that's something that I would have done different. You know, that's something I would have done different, but no, no, no secret sauce. Just, you know, so you have approaching the, it, right. you know, like a new day every day. Very good. So you have another successful season in the, in the NCAA tournament berth in 19, your postseason record overall seven and four, mm-hmm. which is fantastic. 19, you have the first sellout in program history for the season. Mm-hmm. Um, here we are today. Yeah. So not before we go on with what's happening this year, yeah. some of the best players you've coached in your, in your tenure. Oof. You name, I mean, there's, like there's in my entire tenure, or entire tenure. let's go entire tenure, entire tenure. Um, well, clearly that center you brought from West Virginia, right? One of them. <laughs> yeah. This setter. A setter center is basketball. Sorry. Uh, well, I'm just trying to like, we won't, we won't take in the, all the USA kids, right? Because they we'll t- make it simple, was, Jill. Let's yeah, go, make let's it go simple. Let's go TCU. Let's go TCU. Yep. Um, Ashley Smith. Amazing. Um, she's actually going to UT Southwestern now for, uh, I think it's called UT Southwestern medical yeah. school. Yeah. Right. Really is that good it? One. Yeah. Yeah. No, like she tops. got in there. Yeah. yeah. She's amazing. I guess she she's like with her a on legitimately the, the all American yeah. girl, you know? Yeah. Um, uh, so, uh, Ashley Smith, Natalie Gower was an all American here as well. Um, Lamprini is the setter that came from, from West Virginia, did a, did an amazing job here. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a young woman who I coached, um, UVA before I left Mackenzie Adams. She's playing professionally in Turkey right now. Played in Italy last year in the A League. Like she's she could be on the national team at some point potentially. You stay in touch with these, these people? Absolutely. Mackenzie comes and coaches camp for us every year. Oh, nice, nice. So um, it's important. All those relationships are really, really important. Yeah. You know. So is the European scene just booming? I mean, is it huge volleyball? Like yeah, it- yeah, really big. Mm-hmm. I mean, but in in the U.S., I mean, high school, you know, high school volleyball is only uh, second to uh, membership in track and field. Mm. Like it's the second most played sport in the country oh, wow. among young women in high school. And but it's so, pretty minimal on the perfect, right? Like it's just. They just started this, this, uh, I mean, they've, they've tried over and over and over again, um, but it just hasn't stuck. And, and hopefully there's a couple leagues that'll, that'll stick last year. Athletes Unlimited started one, Katie Carter, Hector uh, Gutierrez's wife, played in it. Mm-hmm. Um, she volunteered for us before, you know, got in the gym with our, our young women. And now she's commentating. She's the color for our matches this year. Um, so, so that, that was actually in Dallas, you know, it's it played in the state fair mm-hmm. area. Right. I think they're going to have it again in that same venue. Um, and they're starting a new one. Um, I just tweeted about it the other day. I think it's called love. Um, and it's uh, run on the principle of, I think they're going to run it alongside of some, uh, youth clubs, mm-hmm. which I think is all along. I feel like that's the way it should have gone. That's a little bit of the buildup of European soccer, right? Yeah. 
Like so, those, I think that's pretty awesome. Yeah, how come you think it hasn't taken? Like that you just. I really don't know. I think you know some of it is um, just money. Like <laughs> who's going to invest in it? And I think getting used to it and um, it being a, a part of something that you can actually go watch and do. And if somebody can just stick with it long enough, I think you can mm. build the fan base. And we just haven't been able. Like I, I, actually, when I graduated, I think they were starting one at the time, and it just it was it was it probably stuck around the lot the longest. Don't hold me to that. That's a guess. Um, but it just didn't quite make it. The Olympics have to help it. Like I remember we watched a lot. Of I think Olympics help beach a lot. Okay. You know, but like even the indoor stuff, like you, we noticed, you watched it. Oh yeah. Like much more Good. so this time around than before. Like Good. took an interest in it. I know why sure. you were watching it, sir. No, I said we were watching the indoor, cre- not cre- the beach. Creepy. <laughs> Again, the indoor, not no, the okay, beach. Okay. Anyway, um, let's pretend for a second that my partner doesn't know much about volleyball. Yeah. We don't really have to pretend, but sure. um, there's certain there's some things in, in some terminology that we wanted to ask you so we can clear up some things for those who might not know everything about volleyball. Okay. Yes, well, I jumped out of order, remember? It's about okay. 30 yeah, minutes ago, okay. I asked. I told yeah, you, that's okay. tangents, no there's order. There's no center, we know that. Yeah. So what is a setter? A setter is like a quarterback. Okay. That's the best way to describe it. So you're you're trying to play. She usually has the second contact. Same color jersey? Not the different yes, color jersey one? same color jersey. Um, and everyone will try to pass or, you know, get the first ball to the setter and then she will distribute the offense. Libero. Libero. That, that is a passing and defensive player only can play in the back row, cannot attack. Uh, so cannot, not, uh, attack the ball above the top of the tape. Mm -hmm. Um, even from behind the three meter line, 10 foot line. Dutch origins of this name. Uh, no Italian. It means free. I'm kidding. I was going with your husband's. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm just trying to sh- show that I know. I know. I know what I'm talking about. Italian. So free. Is that where it comes from? Italian. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Specialist. What's defensive a, specialist or just it, any defensive well, specialist. Okay. The, this is one I don't actually really know. I think okay. I did, but the, the, the person on the court that's got the different color Jersey. Yeah. What, what is this person? Oh, that's libero. That's okay. Libero. I even yeah. said it wrong. Yeah. It's libero. Well, oh, not a I don't specialist? know. How you, hmm. Actually, I don't know how you say it in Italian. So you'll so have to look that up. That for designates me. him. Did at, you want to Google it? No. That designates <laughs> that him as a libero. <laughs> what you say? The libero is designated by the jersey, uh, dis- yes. the different jersey. Okay. Yeah, and so you can switch that from set to set. It's okay. interesting you say though that the definition is free when they're not really free because they can't go no, up to the net. No, no, right? no, no, no. But they do not count as a substitution, which means that they are. That's the free part. They can come in and out of out of the game freely. Okay. So I'm sorry. I should have clarified no, what that No, but that's meant. perfect. But they can't not freely roam the court, right? That's no. not with that. No, they it's can't be in free, the front row, but they free can sub. freely go in and out. Okay. Mm-hmm. What, is, what is the person who hugs the net, the tall person? Okay. Do they have a, a designation? In, if they're in the middle of the court, they're the middle blocker. Middle blocker? Yeah. And they're kind of like, they're the first line of defense okay. for us. Okay. And so they're going to make what we would call a blocking call. We have hand signals for a blocking call. All right. And so, so that the back row and the, and the, um, pin blockers, we call pin for pin is another term for antenna. Okay. It's the, yeah. you know, the yep. candy stripe, red, right yep. stripe. Mm-hmm. Um, so those are pin blockers, left side, right side. But do they rotate after every serve, right? Yeah, yeah. They, they rotate, but they can switch okay. once the ball's served. They can go wherever they want once the ball's served. Okay. Yeah. I hope you don't feel cheapened by these lo- this line of questioning. No, this, this is we actually- get this all the time. I mean, this is like, you can, I, I know no rules of hockey. None. Yeah. I would not know what's going on. What is a dig? 
A dig is when they when the other team attacks a ball at you, hits a ball at you, right? Spikes a ball at you, however you want to call it. Um, it's the first play on the ball. Yeah, that would be considered a dig. Tool. Not the block, yep. but like you know, gotcha. Tool. A tool is when you attack, all right, mm-hmm. and you utilize the block to score a point. So if I hit the the blocker's hands and it bounces off of the block into a point where it like. I mean, it, out of bounds. I, I, yeah, yeah. It, it, you could play a tooled block, but like a, a real tool, like a, a kill from a tool, is mm-hmm. when you use the block to score. What sometimes is when you're Which on a podcast. Which is like my favorite thing. So you know, is somebody referred to a tool? Ooh, <laughs> you're getting you're getting fish eyed. <laughs> I know, I know. Getting fish eyed, dude. Let's let's progress on. <laughs> How about my favorite joust? Joust. Okay. Yes. You so, went for the video game from the? Are you too old for that or too young? Joust the video game, arcade game. <laughs> I, just say yes. You're I just too young haven't spent a lot of time playing video games because okay. I am honest. too young. You're definitely the same age, so you're too young too. Yeah. Um, so a joust actually, we'll do this in practice sometimes. So um, instead of like rock paper scissors or to see like who serves first or who gets the whatever who gets the ball first, um, I'll toss a ball up. Uh, so if it's a if the volleyball is fifty fifty, so like. Half of the ball is on one side of the net, half like right above the net. You have two blockers go up and push on the ball at the same time. Um, that's a joust. And you're trying to win the joust, right? Okay. So you're, you're trying to be the, you're trying to have the bigger push and, and score the point at okay. the net. Have you ever been involved in a joust before, Brenton? Um, Only when he was a gladiator. Right, yes. Right. I did go to medieval times one time for a birthday, and <laughs> I do remember that there. sport. I've yeah. never been there. You haven't? Never. If you get kids, you know, it's, it's no. good when you're young kind of thing. <laughs> I can't take my cats. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody's favorite, and it was it's such a popular term that a company was formed because of it, side out, right? Yeah. Side out. What, yeah. what does side out mean? For- uh, so a side out, is, <clears throat> excuse me, when the other team is serving at you, um, if you win that point at some point, it's a side out because you can only get a point when you serve. No, that, that would have been when I played. That was the rule. Why did they and, change it? Um, actually for TV, those, those matches could Quicker. last forever. Yeah. Really? <clears throat> and when there's a point scored every time, um, I mean, my, my thought is TV, it, it changed internationally first, but it, I think it had a lot to do okay. with that. Just the time of the match. <laughs> yeah. It can be a little bit more, not static, but it can be a little bit more defined. Yeah. Each set takes about 20 minutes typically. So, so basically like there, there's a difference between a side out and a first ball side out. So <clears throat> a first ball side out is when you pass set kill immediately on okay. the first shot. You see a lot more of that in men's volleyball. Wait, but, so it's side out would be the, they serve it, it comes over, I give it to my setter, JW sets it, my person slams it, point immediately. So it's like, like I would set for you, sir. Oh, so there's no rally involved, essentially. It's like a point scored when there's no rally involved. Correct. Okay. Well done. That's, that's that actually was good. Awesome. You're Thanks, J-Dub. Appreciate it. And the last last one for the... This is bonus question. You're doing great, by the way. So <laughs> far... I got so far, yeah, Sometimes yeah. Jelly, jelly Bean... Actually, this might solve it. Jelly Bean yeah. will we'll solve your problems. Uh-oh. And if it's a bad one, we need some description of... <laughs> what flavor? That that was <laughs> the uh, the shoe... The shoe if you so, weren't tearing up before, The you dirty are now. shoelace. The Band-Aid? JW did have a Band-Aid float uh, uh, towards him on a lazy t- river on a vacation one time. What we got here? Is it normal? Mm. It's bad. No. It's not normal. Um, but it got worse when I swallowed it. <laughs> is it hot? 
Is it spicy? Is it spicy? Bean boozle. <laughs> bean boozle. We've got. We've been. You've been. It bean tastes like. Jill. Is there? Is there a? Um, just say it because he probably answers like yes. Tire blowout flavor. Oh yes, it's got to be burnt the band rubber. Band-aid. That's is there burnt rubber that's flavor? Because I think that's baby it. Baby diaper blowout is probably the one I'm thinking of. Yes. So, congratulations, you have passed. It's like the burnt rubber test. blowout. Oh my gosh, I can't even read it. It's so small. So, hope I don't get any more tickles in my throat. <laughs> thank you for trying the bamboozle yeah. challenge. It just it was timing. It had to be a yeah. timing thing. Last right? question. It had to be at the right time. What's a kill? Kill is when you attack the, well, it doesn't have to just be an attack. It's anytime you, uh, th- there's a point scored on the other team where it hits the ground. Yeah. So like your setter can um, dump. Are you about to faint right now? Ball. I'm okay, but we're, like we're getting, it's still there. Yeah. yeah. It is not going Continue away. Continue with the dump. <laughs> <laughs> um, so if your setter, like on the second contact, yeah. takes the ball over and scores, that can be a, a kill, but it would be a dump kill. <laughs> <laughs> this is going so well. A burnt rubber one. Yes, yeah. Good. <laughs> yeah. A, All right. A burnt rubber dump kill. Congratulations. You have passed this test. Thank <laughs> yes. you for sharing that. Yeah. Uh, your, your career. What's the best coaching moment you've ever had? Uh, I'd, I'd love to say it was, it was here. Um, but I'd have to say, it was like we, we went when we moved from the when I was at West Virginia, when we went from the Big East to the Big 12, we were not prepared for that um, with the players that we had. And we had a lot of freshmen. Um, we went over like didn't win a conference match that see, actually we almost beat TCU, went to five with TCU at home and yeah. didn't quite pull it out. But um, the second year, our first conference match. Um, was against Kansas state at home and it was, it was the 40th anniversary of the program. Um, and actually that week, one of our starting hit, starting outside hitters who was from Montana lost her mother. Mm. And so it was a really challenging week for our team. And it, you know, it, everyone was wanting, like you wanted to you know, crack that and win that match. But like, I, I think, the bigger part of that was our team coming together for that kid, you know, and winning that match was just probably, yeah, probably just that, that, that group was a really special group. That's very, that's a very cool and, answer. That's and great that story. kind of stuff is, it's more important to me than sure. You know? Sure. Yeah. Now everybody's favorite question, your, your worst coaching moment. Oh, so there's a lot of them. Um, man. Oh, while you're thinking, Jeez. perhaps a jelly bean? <laughs> yeah. Worst bean boozled moment? Yeah. Uh, I mean, as a coach, there are there's some, and I think you try to put them out of your head and you try to learn from them. Um, but, I mean, I, I do remember also being here with that same team in a different, I don't know, when I was at WVU and, and at TCU for the first time, and we weren't performing. Mm-hmm. And I, I got really upset with them. and. That was probably one of my worst moments, I would have to say. Fair enough. Yeah. Thank you for uh, giving that some thought. It's never an easy question. Yeah. Okay. Currently, the, the Horn Frogs this season are, I believe, eight and nine. Mm-hmm. Last night, uh, you had a three-one victory over uh, um, Kansas State. Kansas State. Excuse me. Okay. Yes. 
You are eight and three at home this year, which is great. And you're on the road. You guys are struggling. You're zero and zero oh and five, two and mm-hmm. five in the conference. Like you said, you won last night. Tonight, uh, today's Friday. You have a game, another second match against Kansas State. Yeah. How, how do we? How are we approaching tonight's game? Well, you know, this doubleheader stuff is a little bit different. So a doubleheader, I don't mean the same day. Like we'll play the same team on back-to-back days, and that's really different. Like yeah. that's And it's it's honestly just not, you know, it, it's a product of COVID, and we needed to do it. And the reason we're doing it two years is so that for competitive equity. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not meant, it's not how volleyball was meant to be played. It's just not. Um, how does it mess you up? Because... Is it on the second night all the time or sometimes it's no, on the first? I, no, like, and, and it's, you know, baseball has got to struggle with that too. You mm-hmm. know, I, I know they play like what, three games in a row against yeah. the same team. And, um, but here's the thing, like you see what you see the team once all year. So if you have somebody out, you're seeing them that same way both times. And, oh, you know, you're usually playing that you go one through, team, it's not like two games here, then two games there kind of thing. Yeah. No. Well, and here's the other part of it is. Um, we used to play Wednesday, Saturday, and who knows how we come back to it. I, I think we'll be we'll be spread out in some way, shape, or form. But really, sport is entertainment, right? Sport is entertainment, and volleyball actually gets really good attendance, and especially in the Metroplex. Yeah, I mean, there's so many volleyball fans here. So many young young girls playing. And, yeah, um, we have a ton of teams that come, and it's the reason we moved into Shoal is because we just outgrew the Rickle, mm-hmm. like only seats 1200 and and that's why we could sell it out. Right. So, so basically you are not going to go to a movie on back-to-back nights. Like you're not going to do that. Yeah. You know, like you you might go to ACL because it's got a different performer every night. Right. But you're not going to go watch the same concert two nights in a row. Mm -hmm. Like why would you go watch the same match two nights in a row unless you're a parent or family member? It's just not going to happen very often. Yeah. So I, I think that that's the side of the the entertainment piece, and we'll we'll flip back to something different. Um, but I I just don't know what. But the the cool thing for a staff is that you are you're scouting one opponent during the week. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's we we spend a lot more time focused on our team and training our team and what we need to work on. And it it is like opened our eyes to some of that of like, yep. hey, we need to be better about making our team better and not put so much focus on you know so much focus on how we're gonna go against the opponent. But, uh, basically what it looks like today, you know, we, we take regardless, we, we're going to approach every match the same. And so, you know, we had, uh, we've got, you know, some of our players have school today, classes at different times. And so they'll come in at different times today and, uh, they'll, they'll have a recovery session today. Um, they will sit down with, with, um, our assistant coaches and go through, um, scout in a different way. Like what changes do we need to make offensively and defensively from last night? Um, and I, you know, you, you treat that the same way, win or lose, right? Yeah. Like just cause you won doesn't mean there's not adjustments that you've got to make. Yeah. Um, and so we'll, we'll look at all those things with them and then, you know, they're there, you know, it's six 30 match. They'll be there at, at one today. Um, from then on prepping for, for the match. So you know, it's, it when like. JW mentioned the record on the road, now that you talk about playing like back to back, it makes a lot of sense, right? Yeah, well, like you're, you're not just, you're in a foreign environment, like, yeah. you know, all these things. Well, so let me tell you, like, so our road matches have been, um, Texas, who's number one. We've played them twice. Wisconsin, who I don't know. I'm, I'm a voter for the, and I don't remember exactly what they are, but the, I think they're in the top Wisconsin. I think it's in the top four right now. Min, Minnesota's in the top 10. Yeah. Those are, those are four Big of our teams. road matches. Yeah. So yeah. in Iowa state, those, those could have literally could have gone either way. Yeah. Um, first, 
first, uh, and I will take responsibility for like, we played, we played Minnesota, Wisconsin first weekend and we didn't go back on the road till our, till our matches against Iowa state. So Mm -hmm. had I, I I would have maybe put one midweek match in there so we could get back on the road again, but you know, whatever. So hindsight, right. Just whatever. Um, learn, learn and grow. But, um, Iowa state 23 all, you you know, and we in first set and we have a chance to, to go up, we're in the net and we make another Mm -hmm. error. Right. Um, we, we get, we get it handed to us in the second set, but then third set, same. We're yeah. right in it. It's like we, we were up, I think. Yeah. I think it was like we were up by a lot. I think it was like 22 18. And it's just, we just couldn't put it away. Right. right. Like we've talked about this a lot. Like we've got to have, and, and there's no one person on our team that is going to put the team on their back and go. That's not how this group is. And actually, like the most successful teams I have ever coached have not been that way. Mm-hmm. It is really hard to put that on one person. Um, and, and there's a lot that comes from that that, I think as a, as a coach and a team, you don't want to deal with. Yeah. And so, um, and, and, and I'm, I'm thankful that our, that this team is not that way. Like they, they can, like each of them have the talent and ability to step up at any given time. They mm-hmm. really do. It's just the confidence that they need to gain from yeah. that. So, and I, and I think we've done so much better with that lately. Um, night two, we come back against Iowa state and we go to five right. and, um, st- like really, really played hard that like this team, this team has no quit. They really don't. Yeah. And, and that, that's the thing. Like we'll, we'll leave the, we'll leave the gym. And, um, I feel really good about them regardless of what's happened because I know that they're going to come in and work hard the next day. Like they're, they're, they'll put the effort in. Right. Um, they, they really got Is a good it a mindset. Young team this year. Is it like, or <sighs> you know, they all over? in classification, not really. Um, we've got three, we've, we've got one grad transfer. Um, we've got who, who's been like such a great teammate, like amazing teammate. Yeah. She's a special, special person. Um, she's getting her certificate in supply chain while she's here. We've got a fifth year, Danny Dennison, who, um, who now is the program record holder for digs, career digs. Um, so she, she's our libero right now and she's done great. And then we've got a defensive player um, who's getting her degree in and finishing her degree in graphic design this year, who's a true senior. And um, they, they've been great for us. But our junior class is huge. There's like eight or nine in it. But here's the thing, like junior classes this year aren't your normal junior classes. Yeah. They've had a year and a half that they haven't really had real training. Um, and so it is different. Like, it's just different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I don't know if everyone feels this way. Like if every coach feels that same way. Um, but I do, I mean, the, all of these, all these girls have two more years. Mm-hmm. They're yeah. juniors, but they've got two more years to play. And, um, oh, at least yeah. where it stands right now, they're staying the majority of them. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. All things being considered, you've done a great job. Well, so, thanks. um, so after tonight you go to Texas tech, yeah. Baylor, comes- well, we have a bye. This coming, this coming weekend where we get to do some community service and some, you know, Excellent. Halloween, Halloween, we get to okay. have some trick or treating. Come, Good. C- come by, come by, um, uh, Ryan place. I That's have, the best place to go trick or treating. Oh uh, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll have the frog set up at my house and everything. <laughs> I have diabetes, Jill. I can't, I'll can't have, do. I'll have something for you. Don't you worry. <laughs> some carrots. Yeah. Um, anyway, you go, you're going to Lubbock. The Baylor comes to town. Yep. Then you go to Kansas. Um, before we get to the finish, you finish up with WVU yeah. right, right before Thanksgiving. Yes. Biggest rivalry for the Frogs and you guys? Uh, I mean, normal Baylor. Baylor. Yeah, absolutely. There's, there's some uh, some trash talking going on at all? 
Uh, do, the, do they do that? I don't know. I don't know if they do. Uh, but Baylor's been very, very good. Sure. Uh, like we kind of had their number at the beginning and we've kind of, it's kind of flipped, but mm-hmm. that we'll, we'll get it back. You know, it's, it's just part of how it ebbs and flows with your state of recruiting and where your team's at and, you know, the youth or the, you know, and, sure. and, and they're a group that has really, I mean, they probably more than anyone has hit the gold mine with COVID. Like they had so many seniors last night, uh, last year, and they're, they've got, oh, they've you, got a lot of that, right? Of that. Yeah. Get so, another year. And you're going to see that from like, there, there's going to be a lot of recruiting of, you know, like if you talk to, to Jamie, there's just, there's going to be a lot of recruiting from the, mm-hmm. the portal. I'm sure football's doing it too. A lot of sports. All right. As we wrap this up, Jill, um, the portal has yeah. become a nuisance in college sports. Mm-hmm. We lose people all the time. You gain people all the time. Yep. What is the portal in, in the shortest possible answer? I mean, yeah, sure. how, how has that affected your life adversely or positively? Uh, it it kind of, it probably takes you as a coach out of it. You know, I, you know, you don't, you don't really, you don't see it coming as quickly. I got to tell you, you know, it's just an easy, it's an easy way to go about it. Somebody yeah. gets you know, unhappy and, on the team for playing yeah. time, whatever. They just, they're just gone. You have the wrong person yep. in their head outside of your program right, and that's right. it. But and I know we didn't get to talk about it. Maybe we do it another time. Um, but oh, yeah. I think NIL is, I think it's amazing. I mm-hmm. think we've got a lot of great opportunities for it at TCU. And I think um, Jeremiah has hit it out of the park with uh, with our business school dean. Like, it's just yep. been awesome. You know, it's funny that you say that because um, there's, from folks we've talked to, there's been some apprehension on the yeah. from the established sports and kind of the right. highly prone, but then other sports like this, like yeah. that you think can bring it up. Like it's yeah. interesting. It would be interesting to poll mm-hmm. and see how many not as established sport or not as not that your sports aren't established. I'm not saying it that no, way. No, but, but I, you know, it's like, not a revenue sport. Right, right, right. Like something like that. Yeah. No, it's just, I mean, I've, I just think, I, I mean, I've been in, I've been in Tuscaloosa. I've yeah. Been in, I've been in, the, I've been in Morgantown. I've been in these yeah. s- small towns and we're just in like the, we're in this prime location yeah. mm-hmm. for young women to yeah. be able. And, and I mean, for Instagram at TCU, it goes, I think it goes football has the most, you know, followers and then maybe baseball. And I think it's volleyball. Yeah. Outstanding. I mean, it, so, it's, but, but it's because of like of our audience, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, a, yeah. it's the people who utilize social sure. media. So um, I did notice on one of these photos uh, and well, I noticed your, that's in, that deals with your last question, your, your haunted question. Yeah. This, this one right here? Uh, well, this... So I've noticed you're wearing three-quarter top shoes there. You did have high tops on in another photo. And <laughs> those, you do are have, an, those are ankle braces. Okay. And then you do have high tops. On. So uh-huh. is high tops your thing? Like, do you wear them as a coach or... No, I wear heels. Oh, you, you clearly you, have not watched a match. Well, do you have to? Clearly. I mean, is there a dress code for coaches? Like, can you? No, could, it's all it's all high? different. I I went with like athleisure last year yeah. with COVID because I was just with the high tops, so like much. rocking the high tops, or no? I don't like even know. It was. Co- I don't even know. Do volleyball uh, players wear like a low top, or what is the like, or for the yeah, ankle like support a volleyball a high shoe? Top? Yeah, it's a pretty yeah. like you, you wear ankle braces usually or, yeah. or tape. Um, but no, my, my, my jersey, my uniform, I guess, or, uh, is I, I like to get, it's the, it's the, like the one time I get to dress like a normal person, Yeah, you know, and I really like shoes. So okay. I wear a lot of heels. We always ask the guests this, no family stuff. We had somebody break that last time. Oh, okay. We, for, we straight up said no family. Mm, they're banished from the show forever. And then, you know, in a okay. great like political answer, they started talking family. Best don't, day. Don't be I'm nervous. so lost right now. Best day of your life. 
best non-familial. Like you can't say, you know, like that's the why day I married this, women. That's why this is on the screen, just to help if you needed a little help. <laughs> Jill, Britain, Jill in 2007 was inducted in the TCU Hall of Fame. Uh, a big moment, in no, no doubt indeed, but if there's something bigger, please. Oh, yeah, thanks for letting her answer the question no, about I'm just her saying, best day I'm telling of her life, her about the, 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 the yeah, slide here, yeah. Britton, so you have some context. He's got a couple of uh, answers for me coming up too, Jill, so he, he I don't can know. be used for I, I don't really, I, I don't know, I... I haven't thought about it. Well, that's why we have you here. <laughs> we got you, all you have, you have damn eight, eight day, seconds Jill. to tell us the best day of your whole life. And I can't, I can't use my marriage. No, huh? you definitely no. cannot. Even if, I'm even going, if I drove to Vegas and I'm got going, married at five a.m., I still can't use that. I well, think that's not right. We could hear the story just to yeah. verify if it's. Yeah, no. I mean, I mean, we had to get married, right? We, five, we, he, he had no social security number. Okay. Vegas is the only place you could go. Okay. And and we got to do this this week or for, you got to go back and who knows was, when where, it's going to happen. Where was the locale? The L- county courthouse. I had no money. The little was chapel the, under the stars. Heck no. I was in a black turtleneck and we drove for 18 hours straight. Non-stop. It, it, that's what it is to Vegas from, from here. <laughs> is it from here? From San Antonio. 18? 18 or 21. Something like that. Yeah. You, like no what was, sleep. What was the split? Fighting we're not married at that at time. End. So is there a... <laughs> like, how, did there, do this? how do we celebrate the moment? Do we gamble? Do we go dancing? What do we do? We went to IHOP on the strip. Yes. And the, <laughs> Love this. And the meal Love ordered this. and each meal ordered was the Rudy Tootie Fresh and Fruity? Uh, no, I love... Country griddle cakes are my thing. Yeah. That's All right. <laughs> so West Virginia, they don't have That's your anymore. time in Morgantown, huh? Mm, you can't take Morgantown out of... <laughs> Mm-hmm. Thank you, Jill Kramer. Thank you for joining us. Yeah. Go check out the TCU women's volleyball team. They're uh, they're worth your time. Absolutely. Thanks for joining Good us. Night.